Welcome once again to the Hollywell podcast series and today's guest is Father Joe Gormley of St Mary's Parish Craigan. Father Joe will be talking about healing and community trauma and how in his experience there's a significant community trauma in the Craigan estate and what he in his role with the church can do to heal that trauma. This podcast is funded by the Central Good Relations Fund the Reconciliation Fund of the Department of Foreign Affairs, and co-funded by the Derry City and Strabane District Council and the Community Relations Council. I suppose one of the things that, that myself and Father Paul Fraser, since we came to the parish here, particularly when we minister to people who are sick and dying or even those who are bereaved, we just see the whole backdrop of the troubles and how, how it has affected people's lives and how that has been the context for a lot of people's lives here in Craigan. What we noticed is that there's a lot of, I suppose the word, hurt there for various reasons. And that, that's not to grade the hurt in terms of what, what type of hurt's worse or less, but a lot of people are hurting. Uh, speaking as somebody who, who, who was fortunate enough not to grow up in a, an area of conflict in, in Northern Ireland, I grew up in Oma, and apart from the terrible events of the Oma bomb in 1998, our town was, was relatively untouched by the troubles of a few bombs and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But to come into a community where you, where you see people who have suffered a lot um, as a result of the of the conflict here for various reasons, both because they have been victims in the conflict or because they have even got caught up in the conflict and maybe rather not have got caught up in the conflict, maybe looking back on it now, or being you know, hurt by the politics, the inner politics here of... of, of that happened as well within communities as a result of the conflict. There's a lot of hurt and pain. And it's almost before you do anything in, in St Mary's, it's something you have to be conscious of or made conscious of by the very fact of just a day-to-day interaction with people. Would that mean that in your day-to-day interactions with parishioners, mm-hmm. people in Craigan, you would hear them speak about the conflict, the troubles and, and what they're carrying? They wouldn't speak about it to you every day. But you're, you would sense that it's just under the surface. And then when you do maybe provide some sort of little forum where people can talk, you realise how how much it is there. How close it is to yeah, surface? Yeah, it is, yes, how, yeah, how close it is. For example, the first weekend I arrived here, I was asked by a member of the Republican movement to remember two IRA men who were shot down in Grandship by the SAS. A conversation with him... I, I, you know, I, I just realised that it has had a huge impact on a place like here in St Mary's Craigan. Things all constantly pop up. For example, someone who comes here every year to get a mass said for a British soldier who was who who, who lost his life up in Circular Road. Past is always coming up again in, in little, not little ways, in big ways sometimes, and 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 just in conversations with with, with people. Almost like the past is present. Well, it becomes present, I suppose, in, in terms of, of people's remembrance of, 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 of events that happened yeah. in the past. Of course, uh, we know, as many people know, this church is, is the church in which the 13 victims of Bloody Sunday were, were buried from. And every year we have the Mass here for the victims that we had it this year. And I was involved with John Kelly in, in preparing for that Mass. There's that constant context here. But then, as well as the context, the success that we're experiencing, the effects of it in terms of hurting people's lives, in terms of there's, there's almost a trauma, trauma in people's lives and a trauma in, 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 in the community that I don't experience elsewhere. You know, I served in Chantello for um, nine, 12 years and there was a degree to it there, no doubt, but there was probably an intensity 
up here that wasn't there, you know. This is the wonderful thing about this parish. It has suffered a lot, but the, the, the people in it are, are absolutely incredible. I mean, for, for a community that has suffered so much, and, 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 and not only suffer so much, but there's a level where it looked down a lot on, by, by others, because of, maybe because of the conflict was particularly intense up here. We'd see that just in, in terms of comments, comments people would make, you know. And I mean, like, I have to say, as a, as a priest, I'm, I've am i never been happier than I am here in St. Mary's Craigan. And I can speak for my, my colleague, Father Paul Fraser, when he says that as well. Yeah. And there's something about this parish that is just so unique and so special. The people here have suffered a lot, but they're also, they're also very, very supportive of anything that you would reach out to them or, or they're not hurt so much as to say you know I, I don't want anything to do with that how do you think you can provide uh, if you like resources or programs that would support people who are dealing perhaps day and daily with mm-hmm. trauma uh, and right at the beginning of this uh, conversation you mentioned when people are sick or dying um, it's, I was understanding you to mean that maybe the hurt of the troubles comes up in those. It might be mentioned, but you're conscious that is always a, as a backdrop. For example, you may be aware that somebody, if you're if you're maybe doing a second uh, funeral of somebody in the family, you always say, well, such and such a brother or sister, they were shot or they they died or they uh, on another occasion, maybe 20, 30 years ago. So that's where it comes up. When when a death happens, it usually brings up. The context of other deaths in a family you might have heard that the person had been caught up in uh, some event during the troubles or the, this was what happened to them on that day or but that would be much more so here than given the long years you served in Chantal. I oh yes much more much more I knew there was certain situations there as well here's more frequent my understanding is that you've been interested in how you could support healing programs or initiatives mm-hmm, yeah uh-huh. that would would yeah. it help? Yeah, I would say the ch- church here in St Mary's Craigan is a place where people could come and allow themselves space, a space to come to, where, where people could, could, could experience, coming from the perspective of coming from, the understanding and healing of Christ, basically. There's been so much paradoxes, and we're talking about, um, about the paradoxes here, but the, the, I mean, the whole conflict has had so many paradoxes and so many contradictions and I think within ourselves in any situation uh, there's also many inner conflicts as such but I often think that you know cross Christ came so that those all those things can be reconciled in and through him what if there's someone in your community mm-hmm. uh, and in fact my community as well mm-hmm. who is in need of healing this wouldn't see their way to go as through Christ mm-hmm. or through the cross mm-hmm. Would there still be a space? Um, as I said to you before we began the interview, that it's kind of been laid up a wee bit since since Christmas. But what happened was we felt there was need for a space within church where we remember all those who were affected by the conflict here, and we we're hoping to use the the new sacrament chapel here as that space that people could come to and reflect and pray, um, or just be silent and and um, but also with that we were hoping to do and hoping to have some resources for people that if they did come along that space not necessarily from a Christian perspective that they would have somewhere else that they could look to or some space 
where they go and talk to somebody else about what, what has happened to them. Tell us a little about this, the idea of a sacrament chapel. Uh, that One wing of the church here we're hoping to use as a, as a day, day church, but to use that also for a place where we could pray for healing and a place where people could come, find a space, just a quiet space mm-hmm. and a warm space where they could even just sit and reflect. Also to have it in a sort of way staffed if necessary for people who would be prepared to give up their time, say a certain time during the day, if they wanted to be available to, to talk to somebody, not mm-hmm. necessarily a priest, and also to have some resources nearby for people who, who, who if they wanted to, to get in contact with some of the very excellent organisations that are out there to help people. So you could, for example, signpost people on to Zest? Yes. Or you could... Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruise That's right, or something like that. Yeah. And if they if they wanted also to receive some spiritual help, obviously, you know, there would be people there as well in terms of Christian healing, but also to, to allow people be there where they can go and find another space or a space where they can can deal with 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 what's going on for them. Is the sacrament chapel? Has it been established yet, or is it in the process? We're in the process of established concept of it's there, but we have. A lot of work to do on it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understood from the Christmas Eve mass mm-hmm. that you're actually seeking feedback and community that's participation right. that's and, and, and the evolving the that's idea. Right. And know. part we got a group together before Christmas of about fifteen or sixteen people, just sort of different perspectives on, on, on in terms of the conflict. Some who were involved in the conflict, some who were victims of the conflict. Talk about this idea of a space. And when you say we got them together, is that yourself and Father Paul? Well, myself and Father Paul, but they weren't hard to get together. They were able to, we just asked a number of people to come together yeah. and to, and we just put this idea out. Yes. And then we have a wee paper done on it, but before bringing them together, give them back the little paper that, that, that we've done, ask them and they give a response. Yeah. And we've got to stage now where we're very blessed in this parish to have Michael Lynch. Michael's involved with men, the, the organisation men. Man. Man, man, sorry, man. Michael is very helpful in this as well. And I think we need some form of action plan now to, to yeah. roll this out. So maybe um, with one thing or another, being now in the next couple of weeks is the time to bring this bring this forward to another stage now, you know. But when people come into the church too, it's important that we acknowledge that the ground that they've walked on, whatever that ground is, sacred as well. You know, it's, we have to be very careful. What I'm understanding and what you're saying is that the idea of a, a church of the sacraments, mm-hmm. a sacramental church, mm-hmm. is an inclusive church so that if there are people who are not welcoming of the Christian church, mm-hmm. they're still welcome oh, totally. at your door. Oh, totally. Absolutely. You know, and we would be honoured. Uh, if, if we'd be honoured, people people came, you know, yeah. honoured. They, they people coming would bring their unique journey with them, you know. And when it comes to journeys, one of the worst things you could do is to do something for the sake of doing it. They would rather not do it at all. Um, and I just my my hope and prayer is that anything that's done here would would be done um, out of out of a sense of help, real genuine support. Not out of sense of because we're a Christian community, this is the type of thing we need to be getting involved in. Hopefully, it's born out of what I and Father Paul perceive as a real need, not as a as a perceived need in ministry of any type. You just have to be very careful whose agenda you is this is this is this out of your own need or. And I say, allow my faith to come in to say, Lord, if this is what you want, it will happen. You know, and if it, if it's not what you want, please don't make it happen. If it's not going to do any healing and good. And when you gathered together the, the 15 people? 15 or 20 people, I Was there feedback 
that this is needed? There was a whole idea of the space, yes. There was all that that came back. The whole concept of the space was very much welcome. We also engaged ourselves, myself and Father Paul, also with the Unheard Voices um, project as well. We, we were very blessed with Carol down in the uh, Rathmore Centre. We were very, very blessed to be able to sit in on a number of their meetings, also use their experience as well. I would love to have a four or five day mission here on, on the whole subject of healing. Have some of the, some of the women in the Unheard Voices project speak at that, speaking from their own faith perspective. and. From different faiths. So when you say you sat in, mm. was that where a woman spoke and shared the story? Yes. And, mm-hmm, shared mm-hmm. and they had also, you've probably seen the book, people have got together that that, that would never have met. And that, that's very, very important. Do you mean people from different communities? Yeah. I was at the launch of On Here Voice, very moving. Yes. And I remember that Winston Cross's sister yeah. was one of the people yes. speaking. Yes. Uh-huh. Winston Cross's mother has died since. I know this. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was probably that's when I was probably about the funeral. I went over to the funeral, uh, uh, in, in, in all Saints and Clooney, you know. Uh, and that would never have happened. happened. No. If you had no. not no. been I was able probably, to meet her through no, the no, process no, of right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The wee things maybe that arguably are peace building from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Please God, and I mean. For Sharon, her daughter, privileged even just the weeks beforehand to hear how her mother was doing and and even just, you know, how important Remembrance Day was for, for her and she would hope to get the Remembrance Day, you know, and how important that was and it seemed to be a wee goal for her, you know, before she died, you know, and they're very human stories. In fact, Father Paul was saying that yesterday um, to me in another situation where you just sat down with a group of women and they realised that what they shared was so similar in terms of human emotions, in terms of human reaction, in terms of all those things. That, that insight is, 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 is so freeing for, for, for people, I think, as well, that, that they're not on their own. The beauty of something in Heard Voices was nobody came and asked them before what it was like until the next of Carol took up that thing. Nobody, nobody heard their story before, mm-hmm. or nobody took time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. They seemed to say that People just got on with their lives, and you know you, it was there in the background, but you didn't talk about it. And so, if I can correlate that idea of no one heard their story, mm-hmm. people got on with their lives, mm-hmm. and I guess the space that you're envisaging, yeah, somewhere, is a space where people would be heard, yes, where unheard voices. Mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully, 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 be, or you know that they can be po- pointed onto a space where they where they can be heard, you know. Yeah. I have been so blessed in my own life. I've never been affected by the troubles in that degree, you know. Um, you said a remarkable thing. It was remarkable to me, Joe, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You said the troubles, you know, thankfully, Oma was relatively free mm-hmm. of trouble, mm-hmm. apart from the, mm-hmm. the, bomb. the, the trauma of mm-hmm. the bomb. 1990. But mm-hmm. that's in itself is such a statement. And, you know, to be honest with you, coming back to 1980, I can't talk about the Oma bomb. I get upset when I talk about it. Or... I, and I cannot. I don't. It's not. I. I just. I just. I knew some of the people. People involved, caught up on it. And you know, I never watched the film Oma or anything like that. I could never watch that, because because I was. I remember I was in Derry at the time when the bomb went off. And but I, I was very fortunate when I was Oma to meet some of the, those affected by it. I was very blessed to be co-chair of the church's forum in Oma, and you know I would have met many of those involved, and I would have the commemoration every year, in, in Oma. I mean, it happened at, at the end of the conflict uh, as, as such, um, but it was an awful day. And um, one of the things about growing up in Oma is that Oma was a quite settled in a sense. 
And you know, one of the big influences in Oma has always been the fact that the army camp was in Oma, the barracks there, and so many people in Oma were associated with the barracks in Oma. And my home church in the Sacred Heart Church in Oma, the fact is that before the Oma bomb, there were two two funerals as a result of the troubles in, in, in our church. One was Spectre Flanagan, who was shot in, in, in Broderick's Bar, and um, his funeral was in the Sacred Heart Church. He was a Catholic policeman. And the other one was Michael Ferguson, who was who was murdered in, in, in Richmond, uh, I said Richmond Centre here in Derry. I was very blessed to get to know Michael's family when I was up in Oma as well um, at, at that time. Why they came from a sort of broadly nationalist background, um, there was never any any sense of the turmoil that was going on in in places like here in 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 in, in, in Craigan. Never any sense of that. Grew up oblivious to it. I suppose for me coming into here. Um, it has opened my eyes because it's so easy to read about these things in books or even to hear about it. It's opened my eyes to how the conflict imp- impacted on, on, on people here. Yeah, I mean, and you say open your eyes, and I notice that you use the word I am blessed. I'm blessed to meet uh, Carol Cunningham and mm-hmm. hear the woman speak, the woman mm-hmm. with the unheard voices mm-hmm. breaking the silence. Mm-hmm. So there's an awakening for you. Joe, in being here, that's what this is sounding like to me. Well, I suppose, like, I'm blessed because I'm blessed because when people share something about their lives, to you, you're you're always blessed by it, and something very painful. You're you're always there's always a blessing in that, you know. Yeah, because there's aspects of if I share something very painful mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. I'm perhaps honouring you. Exactly. And, uh, I'm opening up some part. And to be allowed of to, to to be allowed to do that, and the openness of, of 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 people. That's the thing about being a priest or any minister. You're allowed into people's lives at a very traumatic moment. I'm sure ministers of other, and I know that friends of mine, who are, who are ministers constantly talk about that. That you're you're, you're allowed in. You know, one of the things that you really takes you if you're called it at a, to a sudden death. Or a very tragic death, particularly even just a, you know, one of the things we've always, if somebody has taken their own life, everybody's standing around and you walk up and everybody, the, the, the crowd seems to separate for you, for you for you to walk in. And it's not because I'm Joe Gormley, it's because it's, they believe there's something, they may be looking for answers, but they, 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 you know, and that's both frightening, but it's also very honouring too, if you know what I mean. Given that you might be working in close close proximity to trauma individual community mm-hmm. trauma how do you resource yourself how do you very important question get support that, that, that's a very important actually that's that is probably where where we came came at the last point where we met of, of we had a subgroup met and it was myself and michael and mario cusick we were talking and the point is that that's it we have to be very very careful here that we have the right resources as such in a sense of that we point people in the right direction that we, we we're doing it with a degree of not in the sense that we have the answers but maybe it's the signpost as to where you may find the answers. Personal self-care. Over myself. Yeah, is there a structure here? Well, well, that would be very important if anybody involved. Not to have to uh, just in, in terms of, of if anybody was providing some sort of counselling. Obviously, they need some sort of supervision. And in terms of myself, I do meet somebody once every fortnight for a degree of pastoral supervision, and I meet somebody for spiritual direction every month. So I do. I know I need that myself, and I know I need that myself from. Uh, not having it and then seeing how I respond and react. So I've been very blessed in that, and that's a process I've been I've been I've been engaged in for quite some time. Um, and and but I think it's very very necessary. And would that also be true of Father Paul that he would have? I, I presume so. I presume he has his own resources. I presume so. You know. Yeah.
The Highwell Trust podcast presents Brexit Focus. As we draw near to the UK's exit from the European Union, Paul Goslin brings monthly updates on the negotiating processes, how Brexit is affecting us in the Northwest, whilst attempting to take away some of the fear and uncertainty from the issue on the local community. Hollywell Trust Brexit Focus podcast, released on the 25th of every month. Catch up on past episodes for free on our SoundCloud page, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.com. Search Hollywell Podcast. If you missed any of our testimony episodes, a special playlist featuring every episode to date can be found at soundcloud.com. Just search for Hollywell Trust and you will be able to stream or download every episode. Otherwise, all our episodes can be found on Apple Podcasts and at Stitcher.com. I would like to take the time to thank the funders of this podcast, namely the Central Good Relations Fund, the Reconciliation Fund of the Department for Foreign Affairs, Derry and Strabane District Council and Community Relations Council. Thank you all. You can stay up to date with us on our social media pages. On Facebook, look for the Hollywell Trust. And on Twitter, it's at Hollywell Tea.